You're listening to a DM podcast. G'day, pod lovers, podcasters, podlings, and welcome to Behind the Podcast, the podcast that opens the studio doors and takes a peek behind the microphone to tell you, the listener, the producer, the creator, the aficionado, what's happening in the podverse. I'm Jules, and with me, as always, is Stocks. Hello. On this week's episode, Louis Theroux goes exclusive. Patreon wants to teach you how to pod. Google shuts up shop on podcasts. YouTube gets freakionomics. Crooked unions. And is there anything Tom Brady can't do? Plus, power user Jules Batstone. Good day to you, Stocks, and good day to you, listeners. How are you doing? Hey, Jules, man. I'm pretty good. Been a fun little week. We're coming in a little bit later than we usually do. It's a lunchtime record session. Yeah, thanks for accommodating that. We had um, we had the first viewing of a rough cut of our new TV series. Awesome. Um, which is pretty cool. I uh, don't want to tease that too much of it, but it was very much Batuta-based, sort of documentary-based. Really cool. cool. I think everyone's going to love it. Uh, do we have any hints on what the subject matter is? Um, it varies from episode to episode, but it's iconic moments from Australian history. This one might involve a horse swapping affair. Okay, mm. interesting. Mm. Could it be something that we've potentially talked about in the past on this show? No, no, ah. no, no, not a far lap. Okay. A bit more, a bit more recent. All right. So, All right. Yeah, well, there's, a, there's a sweet spot for these sort of documentaries, I think, with something that happened post-1980. Yeah. When, so there's footage of it and it's still within memory, but pre-2012, sort of which is what uh, social media really taking off. Yeah. So we found there's a little sweet spot of stories that are, people kind of remember but forgot and you can really go into and deep dive on. So. Awesome. Okay. We'll keep us updated in the future. More to come. All right. Well, what about the news? What do we got? Yeah, a bit on, like just a lot of little things happening. So I think we'll just run through a bunch of news items and then we've got a pretty cool thing we want to talk about at the end or a pretty fun thing we want to chat about at the yeah. end. So Louis, Louis Theroux has been announced as his exclusive Spotify podcast. He has been with BBC. I think this is a massive get for mm. Spotify. I think it's the BBC's second biggest podcast that they have. Yeah, Grounded. Yeah, and a fantastic reputation. Really, um, a lot of people aspire to be Louis Theroux. He's inspiration for a lot of people, like Cam and Alexi with the Finding series. Yeah, he's their their hero, and there's a lot of people who are sort of around that comedy space who would like to do Louis Theroux style. Yeah, content, just sort of subversive comedy, really getting in there with people, gaining their trust. Like he's not sort of overt, overtly comedic per se. He's not like you wouldn't expect him, you know, like a. A Borat or something like this, no. but it's like it's it's highbrow. It's highbrow, but it's just got some sort of self-depreciating humor in it. Yeah. So look, I this is a massive get. Um, I imagine knowing with Spotify, something like this is a three to six month process, and who knows what negotiation was going on before that. But to do a Spotify deal like this is a three to six month process. So I don't think this means that Spotify's the taps are open yeah. and we're going big. I mean, this is a pretty proven commodity here. Uh-huh. Um, she's going to have a huge audience. Sponsors are going to get around this. And I dare say this all began before the spending freezes or the cuts. Yeah. Well, look, I personally can't wait. So bring it on. Let's go. Uh, Patreon is launching a podcast as well. I mean, this is specifically targeted towards their creators. It's appearing on their uh, creator hub. So it's very much a kind of 
business to consumer podcast. They really want to promote the way that people use the platform, tips and tricks, all that sort of thing. I think it's a really good strategy. It's certainly getting people where they are. Um, and as more and more creators want to try and monetize, I think pa- Patreon is obviously the platform where you've got you know a pretty good chance of being able to do that. So this is a this is a good little move, I reckon. Yeah, and I think they need to do something and getting giving your creators a platform and making them feel like they have a voice uh, yeah. it's pretty important because you're under siege from all these different other different subscription opportunities and methods that exist particularly on the two biggest players Spotify and Apple mm. so yeah good on them uh, interesting to see I think they are facing an existential crisis if they really don't lift their game so it would be quite a yeah, you know, they've got to start doing stuff, I guess. Other news in uh, further to something we talked about a few weeks ago, Google is indeed sunsetting its podcast carousel and its search functionality integration. So this was something that we did talk about a few weeks ago, but it's been officially announced. They've talked about other innovations to come, but haven't been specific about any of them. And I think it's just all pointing towards YouTube. Yeah, that's exactly right. Well, I mean, that speaks to our next story, really, doesn't it? Freakonomics Radio Network. Uh, they're heading over to YouTube. They've partnered with YouTube and, and bringing all the podcasts across to the platform. Yeah, like NPR did last year, um, basically struck a deal to be a traditional audio outfit to move across to YouTube. So it's not only... It's, I mean, Freakonomics, if you don't know it, it's things like a Freakonomics radio show, No Stupid Questions, people I mostly admire, Freakonomics MD, some of their bigger titles. I mean, this is a big audio yeah. company and it's interesting that they'll be taking all their stuff over and all their back catalogue over as well. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's a big move and, and certainly a lot of people listen to theirs on the various platforms. So whether this kind of, you know, brings along with it a big migration of people across to YouTube and, and ditching some of their, their other players, I'm not sure, but we'll see. Yeah, we're playing around with something similar to what they're doing because basically it's going to include new podcast episode each week as well as hundreds of episodes of the archive. Uh, the network also plans to experiment with short form video animation and long form video on the channel. We're doing something somewhat similar with Chat 10 Looks 3. We just finished this morning, first video record with them, playing around with some other formats and looking at some just social media-based one-minute quick hitters as well. Yeah, okay. So, look, interesting. Yeah, I think that move into video continues to grow and, and become more and more prominent with a lot of podcasts. Like just having, you know, as weird as it sounds, having that video element seems to be increasingly more important. Yeah, it's funny. We're a few weeks into it now and there's two things we've really learned. One is you're not making TV. Mm. but everyone thinks you're making TV. So yeah. A, the talent thinks you're making TV and they get too stressed out. So they need to dumb it down and put your, bring your laptop on, hold the mic, just make sure it's really clear yeah. to the talent and to the people who are judging the show that it's not TV. So you need to actually dumb it down a bit. Yeah, because you've either got the, this looks like really shit TV or this is just a really good, rich podcast. So Yeah, and there's just certain things that you do on a video podcast which just make you think, oh, this is a video podcast. And look, the other parts of the editing. So you can't just chuck any show across there. Yeah, It's really, okay, we need a format and we need talent who can talk in a conversational way with bugger all edits. We're not taking the ums and ahs out. Yeah. Although we are playing around with some of that AI editing, it's trying to find the way that this doesn't become... A massive laborious, yeah, yeah, like going from say two hours to produce an hour of content on audio to becoming six to eight hours. Yeah, so that's 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 the stuff we're playing around with right now. It's interesting. Yeah. yeah. Crooked Media has unionized. So this follows uh, similar organizing efforts by staff at studios like Gimlet, iHeartMedia, The Ringer, 
Pineapple Street. Uh, basically, they have unionised with the Writers Guild of America East. It's interesting. Management and Crooked Media obviously voluntarily recognised the union the very same day. This is what has happened with pretty much every organisation where this is... That's the practice? Yeah, that's the practice. But I guess there was perhaps like a, a, a greater expectation with Crooked Media because they are such... Yeah, political. Such lefties. Yeah, such that's political right. lefties. Yeah. Uh, they were founded, um, just for those who don't know, their big show really was Pot Save America. And they were founded by Obama staffers John Lovett, John Favreau, and Tommy Vitor. There is an expectation that this is they they should be of a higher standard, I guess, yeah. in this space. And there's also been the sort of hefty investment from a Soros fund management, which fits perfectly again with the the left leaning of of this. So I guess employees are now looking with this investment and a big distribution deal with Sirius XM. They're looking to bargain for pay equity and overtime regulations. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens there. Yeah, well, I mean, look, these these are big companies now. Like, you know, in the in the higher end of these uh, media networks, then you know they're going to have to adhere to these sorts of things, and, and they have to expect. But yeah, to your point, exactly. Like, it is surprising that they didn't kind of make more of a, a positive spin on this, perhaps, and mm. say, you know, this is what's happening. We fully, you know, encourage this. We fully support it. We're going to work with the with the organisation to do whatever we can, or you know, whatever. Yeah, but we're it's thrilled by of, this development and put, we're putting our money where our mouth is. Yeah, exactly yeah. right. But, I mean, look, maybe that's still to come and maybe they're, they're about to kind of announce something big. So, we'll see. I guess, what do you do in retirement, really? I think a lot of people would slave away most of their life at their chosen profession and then bundle up enough cash to maybe hopefully live on for the remaining years that they have. and Squirrel you know, it away. That's right. Yeah. Hit the golf course if that's your thing or do whatever you want to do. Now... Tom Brady has retired officially for the second time from football, but his retirement plan is somewhat different. He's moving over to to be a presenter on Fox, is it? Yeah, yeah. It's a, an insane $37.5 million a year, 10-year years to be a lead analyst, basically doing one game a week of football. And he'll also be an ambassador for the company, which is um, Fox Sport, who has a lot of the broadcast rights. They're quite scattered out over a few of the big networks over there. I mean, he's basically that 10-year deal is a, what, $375 million. Yeah, which is massive. Well, it's more than he got paid as a player for his entire career, career. which was a 20-year career. Now, if you've ever seen Tom Brady, he's obviously got a face for television, but it seems like this isn't all he wants to do in his retirement. He's also going to be taking over the radio waves. Yeah, that's right. So he did do a podcast with – so he's a five-time NFL Super Bowl champ. MVP and champion considered to be the GOAT, so the greatest of all time, basically. And he's teamed up with all-pro wide receiver Larry Fitzgerald and they do a one-hour show and it's in-depth conversations between the two of them and Hall of Fame Emmy Award-winning broadcaster Jim Gray, who, if you're not across American sports journalism, is an absolute king legend over there. Yeah. So this is just... This is an incredible collection of talent. Yeah. There's, I could not find anywhere any indication of what anyone's getting paid in this. Right, right, yeah. okay. All they can find is the the Fox deal. I mean, they must be getting paid well. This is huge. This show will get so many ears. Uh, for those who don't know SiriusXM, it's a publicly listed uh, audio company uh, in the US. It's basically claims to be the leading audio entertainment company in North America with 150 million listeners. Yeah, that's massive. Uh, it's a huge company. So look, it's very interesting that Tom's going all in. This is this will start this year, 
the Fox deal doesn't start till 2024. Mm-hmm. So this is kind of his gap year, I guess, doing yeah. the podcast. But it's really interesting that you signed such a big deal to be an ambassador for Fox and a, and a lead commentator. And they said, yeah, go do a podcast with someone else. Yeah, you That's would imagine fine. there might be some sort of exclusivity there, but yeah. Yeah, so I mean, I guess he's negotiating whatever he wants. But also, I mean, with a lot of leverage, but also he does have potentially a very expensive divorce with Giselle. Yeah, okay, right. So you think he's just trying to get a bit of income lined up for after that takes place. All the money in the world. Yeah. Yeah, maybe don't start this till 2024 (laughs) (laughs) when I'm single and free. Well, look, I mean, he's done things in the past. He he did a a documentary series on on Facebook. So he's clearly kind of interested in the media landscape and dabbling in these kind of areas. So Yeah, and he did that um, Man in the Arena, which is an eight-parter just chronicling his entire career. So that's one of those sort of made by the athlete yeah legacy behind the building. scenes thing oh guess what i'm the ep i'm i've got final approval and guess what i'm a great guy yeah um so those sort of puff pieces are out but that was really good bit of content as well well having not met him i can't either confirm or deny that he is in fact a good guy but he looks lovely so he's yeah, a beautiful man <laughs> like, he is a beautiful man Okay, so you've got something you want to run through. I think this is this can be a bit of fun. So I was just interested, right? So I obviously listen to a lot of podcasts. Now, I've got pretty hardcore rituals when it comes to how I listen, where I listen, you know, how I discover new shows and, and how you put those into your kind of listening patterns and whatever. So I was just interested how you go about this. So what's your current platform of choice spotify you're a spotify guy. yeah it's funny yesterday i actually had a pretty boring meeting and i did a massive cull through apple Podcasts and unfollowed i'd say 60 70 shows right okay yeah so i just want to strip apple Podcasts down to things that are not on spotify really okay. yeah, yeah. or shows that are ours so i want to have the subs up so I'm a Spotify guy. But you said, okay, well, that's interesting. So you've adjusted your kind of listening habits to balance between the two and you've got, you you know, you've changed what you follow there on, on Apple to subsidize what's on Spotify. Correct, correct. Was an Apple guy. I want to keep across it. Um, we've got a channel on there as well, which we don't get on Spotify. Yeah. So just keeping across how they're doing it and some su- subscription podcasts we've got and things like that, which just aren't available. My go-to on Spotify is to click in the bottom right corner of the mobile app for your library. Yep. And then you get like songs, new episodes, your episodes, which are ones I've saved or downloaded. That usually means that means I can see what I was listening to last time I got a plane. Uh-huh. Um, and so I just go to new episodes and look at what's there. And that's ideally the most recent episodes of what I've been listening to. I find this is flawed because often need to just crash the app, reboot it, and actually, then it'll show me something that happened today. Yep. Um, so that's that's kind of my go-to. I occasionally go to the home screen, particularly when I've been listening to something and haven't finished it. Yeah, to see if you can jump back in or continue listening or something like that. Yeah, and then I do like look at the jump back in, but also just go and look at some of the little recently added and things that they do because just want to see if some of our stuff's been editorialized or featured. I rarely go in and search yeah. and look at, the the charts I used to I just don't give a shit now I don't I never use the charts I think yeah. my practice is I'll open it up uh, same as you like I'll basically quit it first and then reopen it up because I find like there's no way to just refresh the feed or anything like that yeah. in their actual player 
Um, and on the home screen there, there's the little bell that has a little icon above it. I've never it. used the bell. So the bell's good. So you can go between podcasts and shows and music and then you can scroll down. Now, the thing is, there's a lot of stuff that I like to listen to and I don't always, if I'm just flicking through, you might see you know 12 things that you're interested in. Um, but obviously, you might not be able to do it right away. So what I've started doing, the feature that you just mentioned before in the, uh, the Your Episodes within the Your Library, if I go down the fresh feed, I'll just plus them to that. And that then adds them straight to the Your Library so I can come back and I can go, great, let's have a look at what I was had on my little thing. Rather than sort of, you know, if I've got half an hour, I might spend like, you know, when you go onto Netflix or whatever, you spend a whole bunch of time just going through the menu. Mm-hmm. This way, I'm able just to go down. AI has been interesting recently. I've sort of searched for a bunch of stuff on AI and I've just got all of that saved there. So I can just punch through and do a bit of a, uh, a bit of a sort of, you know, themed listening experience around the time that I've got. Also... The Mega Mix. That's it. And yeah. Also, you know, bumping up the, the playback speed to maybe a 1.5, maybe a 1.8. If you really got to get through some content, I yeah. find very good. But I just thought I would give that little bit of insight. I had a, uh, I was having a discussion with a friend and he was... Friend quite, of the show, Stephen. Friend of the show, Stephen. He was quite impressed by my uh, ability to navigate this player. <laughs> So I was just interested in the functioning user, you do mate. Yeah, 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 that's it. Well, I've just learned a few things there myself. And oh. Spotify at me if you want any product tips because I've got a lot of thoughts here. How do you find the app? Because I mean, we did talk recently about jumping on. I tried Pocket Cast for a couple of weeks and yeah. just too slow. Yeah, the, the the Spotify experience, particularly now we've got a few video podcasts as well. They just play quick. It plays quicker than a YouTube video does. Yeah, that's it, right. It really is light um, in terms of how quickly it'll play stuff. I do find it's a bit buggy, but... Yeah, I find discovery is is not really happening on Spotify, if I'm honest. Like, I'm still finding out a lot of stuff from friends and, you know, articles and, and what have you. But I'll tell you, the thing, our beautiful, beloved The Ringer Network has started with this feature where they advertise their shows at the start of, you know, their other, other shows. shows. Yeah. And usually I'll just take the phone out, double tap the 15 and get past those. They've now got this feature where if you try to skip it, more than once it will then shut down the whole episode so you can't skip past it you got to go back it's open so it annoying up. it is yeah. driving you, me insane you got to drag you have to drag and then go back you drag do you okay i just drag as small a distance as possible and yeah. then just 15 seconds back until you're at the maybe okay. a minute when it actually the podcast starts okay well, it's I'd, really annoying though it just boots you out and puts you back the same yeah. spot it's like this virtuous loop i basically started thinking i might have to listen to ads yeah so scrub across so scrub across with your thumb as small a bit as you can and then you probably have to go back two three two three times and you get the start of the show oh well, look at this advice from someone who runs a podcast network about how to avoid ads Skip ads baby <laughs> Well, that's about it for us this week. I think anything else on your mind, Doc? No, I just wanted to flag something I'm listening to. We are obsessed here in our office with uh, The Last of Us, the TV show. Yes. And I have been listening to X-Ray Vision, uh, which is a Jason Concepcion from Crooked Media, yeah. who we just talked about before. But he breaks it down with Rosie Knight. Um, so they are, this is a perfect show for them because if you haven't, if you're not across The Last of Us, it's a HBO, so it's top top quality tv hbo adaptation of a very popular video game the same name so these guys are comic heads uh pop culture heads Mm -hmm. tv heads video game heads so i don't know if there's anyone better positioned to actually talk about this show yeah so i go and listen to that and just learn so much about it and and with through the lens of the video game through the lens of 
pop culture through the lens of these guys are also brilliant at breaking down TV. Yeah, so interesting. Highly okay. recommend. I'm on The Last of Us as well, but I'm, you know, speaking of The Ring, I have been listening to my recaps through the Prestige TV podcast. Yeah. They've got is this, that Mallory Rubin on this? That is Mallory. Yeah. So they do the deep dive, but yeah. there's also the recap, which is which is hosted by um, Van Latham. Which would you recommend of those two? I find that the deep dive is a little bit better. I mean, similar, you know, so that's the Van Leifen one? No, that's, that's the Mallory, Mallory Rubin, Rubin one. one. Right. So like they used to work together uh, yes. with Jason Concepcion, Mallory and Joanna Robinson. They really do go deep, as the name would suggest, on these shows. And, and it's I love the kind of process and, and the craft around TV shows and how they do what they do and why they do what they do. Um, and they explain it really well. And they've got guests on from time to time. So recently they had on... The, did you ever see that show? It's sort of similar to Last of Us, I guess, in that it's post-apocalypse called Station Eleven. Yeah, loved it, loved it. Yeah, so they had the one of the creators of that on, Patrick Somerville, and he sort of talked about it through the context of their show, but also equally being a fan of The Last of Us and just you know admiring the things that they did and the choices that they've made. So I just love this kind of like companion piece element mm. to shows. I just find it so enriching and particularly... You know, when you might not have the people, you know, to sit there and discuss in the office or, or whatever. Yeah. Um, it's just a really nice way to kind of, you know, deep dive and, and fill in some of the gaps, I suppose, as well. If, if like Jason, they are into the game as well. It's really yeah. cool. Yeah. Well, I mean, the, the, without going belaboring the point, but The Last of Us is one of the brilliant things about it is it's got elements of The Walking Dead. It's yeah. got elements of Station Eleven, and it can jump between the two worlds seamlessly, yeah. which makes it an incredible show. I mean, The Walking Dead, for whatever it's become, was groundbreaking the time. And was incredible viewing first few seasons. And Station Eleven was probably top five shows for me last year. Yeah. So incredible, incredible what they're doing. Um, okay, how about this? I'll listen to the deep dive. Yep. This week and between this week and next week's episode. And if you want to listen to X-ray vision, then let's come back and have a little yarn about that. Let's do it. Sweet. Out of here. All right. Thanks, everyone.